Well, it's time for what we like to call the Miami Sports Pod, but Clay has dubbed now the most depressing podcast in <laughs> all of America. I actually called it depressingest. Depressingest. You know what? The Dolphins depress us so much we invent new words for depression. Will Manso, Clay Ferrero, Dookie Lang, we're all here and we're all like anyone else that watched the Dolphins game on Sunday wondering. I'm inventing days of the week too, Sundering. <laughs> you know what? We were Sundering we for were, three we hours. We were Sundering and Sluthering and, and, and everything. No, but wondering what in the world happened on Sunday. And look, we are going to not just make it about the game, but I think big picture now to what's next because, guys, this was legitimately – a playoff-type game for the Dolphins. They win that game Sunday. They're 6-5. and five. They have their quarterback back. And while, you know, Ryan Tannehill will delve into how he played. Wasn't exactly great, but he certainly was good. And I, I thought Adam Gase did a smart job in the way he game-planned with him or the way he ran the ball. Then Clay, those final two series are the ones we're going to harp on the most. This may just be the most excruciating Dolphins loss that I remember in a while because of what it meant in the point of the season and the fact you had it right there to take. You could argue it's the worst of the Adam Gase era. And and I don't know if it's worth going back even before that. No, but, no, but please, think, don't. please yeah, don't. Yeah, only because... That'll like take said, all of Sundering. <laughs> right. uh, <what laughs> Into Mundering. Yes. So I know we're going to break this down in depth, but I think two things really stood out to me. First, it, let's just get it out there. The play calling was really bad down the stretch, and we'll get into the reasons why. Um, but we also have to admit what we don't know we don't know what they were seeing from above we don't know what was uh going into some of the play calls we'll try to we'll try to guess and I'll also say why I could understand what they were trying to do and also why it was wrong so the first drive uh that I think we have to look at is that next to last drive Dolphins are up by seven points want to set the stage here the Dolphins have been running the ball at will this entire game, not at Will Manso, but but no, literally, it, it felt like they were. It, it, it was. It looked like Will Manso was playing defensive tackle yes. for the Colts for most of that game. So you get to that next to last drive, and and what Adam Gay said was, I knew that they were going to load up to stop the run and come at us hard. So that's the reason why he passed on first down. My okay. question is, why do you go play action on first down? Do they not have like a quick slant? I understand if you're going to try to throw the ball on first down to catch them off guard. I get it. Why are you going play action, having Ryan Tannehill turn around a slow developing pass play when you know that the Colts are coming right in your face? Okay, they've got eight guys in the box. They're going to come at you hard. So why not a quick slant? Why not something that is going to go against why not, why what? Not, why not a screen? Something why not that, a simple? Why not a simple play that's safe, that's easy for Ryan Tannehill to complete? If you're going to go with a throw. You know, because I still don't think, and, and Clay, to your point on them stacking and trying to stop you, they were trying that throughout the game and couldn't. Right. I mean, they had just gone down the field to take a 10-point lead, the Dolphins, with run, run, right. and then Frank had a big run, and then Kenyon had the touchdown run, and they had a 10-point lead, and they were just looking. So, and I actually, I think all of us started, I, remember, I went on social media and I said, you know what? I got to give credit where credit is due. Adam Gase is doing a great job of using Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake and no, and not putting it all on Tannehill and Dookie, noticing that we have an advantage here. And if the Colts can't stop us, we're going to keep coming at them. And then with the game on the line, like you said, that situation, a seven-point game, they go away from it. It was the best mix of Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore 
that Adam Gase has had all year. Agreed. It's funny. Agreed. We, we sent a text because, again, we like to peel back the curtain here. And, Will, when the Dolphins were up by 10 points. This is the part where you pat yourself on the back. It is, but I'm going to tell you why. You said, are Dolphins going to win this game? And, Clay, you said. Yes. And I, I said. I said yes. And I said no. Because Adam Gase outthinks himself. I understand how Adam Gase coaches a game because he reminds me, coaching a game, of when I was a single man trying to go out on dates. Okay? I would go up to a girl. Too cute. I would talk to a girl. Things were going well. The conversation was flowing. Everything, I was doing all the right things. Well, look, if you're speaking in this tone, yes. with this volume level yes. to that to that lovely young lady, then yes. I can understand why it didn't work out. So so everything was going right. Let me tell my real quick as you continue. Okay. This is what I said on the drive. As before it started, where it was 24-17, I said, this is where Gase needs to stick with the game yep. plan here. Running the ball really well. Don't get too cute. It's exactly what I said. And, and, and that's the point. When you're doing the right thing and you're doing it well, don't change it. Don't mess up. Don't overdo it. Don't switch it up. But that's exactly what he did. Rather, I, I mean, at this point, let me get this straight, Clay. To your point, I want you to your point. Yep. So, and you're right, by the way, of why he did it. But let me get this straight. So, the Colts can't stop the run. Right. The Dolphins have built a 10 point lead because they can't stop the run. And Adam Gay says, Oh, look, they're going to try and stop the run. Let's do something different. Yeah. And, and look, uh, it, 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 it was, wor- it's, it's very, it's very, very simple. It was working. I'll give you another example and because, the Colts I, knew it was because I watched two football games on Sunday. The first game that I watched it was the same game. The Giants were playing the Eagles, and in the first half, Saquon Barkley had over 100 yards, and the Eagles couldn't stop him. So the Giants said, you know what? The Eagles will never see if we stop giving it to Saquon. Yeah. And the Giants lost the game. In the NFL, it's very simple. You can out-scheme someone, and you can out-execute them. You don't always have to trick people. Back in the day when Don Shula was coaching the Dolphins and they had Zonka and Kick in the backfield, you knew that they were going to run the football. They just ran it so skillfully. They didn't make mistakes that they won football games. When they had Dan Marino, you knew they were going to throw the football. Didn't matter because Dan Marino could throw the football. On a day where a future Hall of Famer is dominating, Frank Gore is pounding them. Offensive line is playing well. Against his former team. Against his former team. Kenyon Drake is playing the perfect change of role. And Ryan Tannehill is doing everything you could ask and more. Not making mistakes, taking hits. And what do you do? Then you decide to mix it up in the fourth quarter and lose. And your biggest play from Tannehill came on a jump ball. Basically, he threw it up and it could have been picked. And it was a great play by Lance Carew. And again, you've you've kind of played your cards right to be in position on the road against a team that's been red hot. Let's give the Colts credit. They have been hot. Uh, Andrew Luck has been about as good as anyone not named Drew Brees in the NFL uh, in the last four or five weeks. So I want to I want to get to the last drive then Clay. But before then, our sponsor today, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you, there is no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. 300 South University Drive. Three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. And real quick, Will, before you get to the, the the last drive, let me put a bow on this really quickly because I don't want to act like I'm outsmarting myself like like what Gase did. Yes, the right call was to run the football because, all right, uh, so what if they're charging it? Maybe you get a second and eight, second and nine. At least you're you're ahead of the sticks, so to mm-hmm. speak. Not as much as you'd like to be, but you're not in the in the second and ten, whatever. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to express is I understand why because. Conventional thinking in football is if the other team puts eight in the box, 
it's not good to run against that front. And the Colts had eight men in the box. I went back and looked at on that first first down play. So I understand why, despite the fact they were running the ball well, Gase looked to pass the ball. I still think they should have tried to run the ball regardless. I, I think if you're going with conventional thinking, okay, yes, it, it makes sense to to try to pass when they're trying to load up against the run. The biggest problem I had with the first two calls was that they went play action on both. On the third down play then, that's when you need to say, all right, hey, we're paying Ryan Tannehill a lot of money. You know that they know that you're going to pass the football because you're not going to run for 10 yards on third down. So that I had a bigger problem with even than the first two plays because they just gave it to Drake on a give-up play and didn't put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands and said, all right, look, hey, we pay you millions and millions of dollars to make one third and long throw a game. Go make it. And they didn't even give him a chance to do that. Clay, running is an attitude. Okay, running is not just... Running is giving an offensive line a chance to go to work. Saying as an offense, go eat. You guys have been pounding it all game. You guys have been playing great. This is what you worked all week for. This is your reward. This was the reward drive for the offensive line. This was the reward drive. Go win the game. You guys guys won the first three and a half quarters. You go get one or two more first downs, and we're and and we're six and, and five and in the playoff hunt. And instead, Adam Gase took the opportunity away from his running backs, from his line. He put his quarterback in a bad situation. Then he put his running back in a bad situation. Everybody on his offense, he personally put in a bad situation by mismanaging it, by a lack of faith, by a lack of attitude, and by getting too darn cute. You, you know what? I, I'm totally going to steal that on Sports Sunday. It's the truth. I, by the way, it's it's a really good and it's something that I you the mindset of it is is completely different than the the conventional wisdom and this is where you get into okay who cares if you have eight in the box no i i get it and and yes you're you're dead on i really shouldn't have even tried to add anything to it it's a really good point and and to your point you know my next point was and it goes to where your your point was going is what's the point of a football game to win it right right so you're looking for every way you can to win a game you're looking to be aggressive and to put yourself in position to win a game when we get to the last drive now for the Dolphins, now we look at that. Colts have come back. Okay, great. Andrew Luck is, is special. He's a great player. They come back. There's still three and a half minutes left in the game. Now, because of a penalty after the kick, all of a sudden not a good return, you're at your 10-yard line, inside your 10-yard line. It's a tough spot to start. I get it. But you know that this is probably, with three and a half minutes left in the game, knowing your timeout situation, you've got a couple left, knowing that Andrew Luck, the way he runs this offense and the way they looked in the previous couple drives moving the ball, they are probably going to eat the rest of the clock. I, I think we could all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Now, you never as a coach say, hey, I have zero trust in my defense, can't make a play. But in your mind, you know, hey, my defense probably isn't going to stop this guy with when he gets the ball back with two and a half, three minutes left. They may stop him, they may miss a field goal, we may go into overtime, but my offense isn't getting the ball again. That's why I preface it, all that into that last drive. So mm-hmm. what happens? Frank Gore gets the ball. A good play call to start off. Colts to Clay's point. They're ready for it. They attack. They stuff him. Okay, fine. Second play, you throw a sideways pass to Devontae Parker, which Dookie and I throughout the game, you want to talk about pulling back the curtain. I kept saying to you, Dookie, why do they even run that play? That's not the play. He's not Parker. elusive. He's Devontae not, Parker is yeah, not elusive. I get they don't have Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson. Those plays are made for them. I get him. And Dola was hurt in this game. That play's made for him. Maybe a Kenny Stills. Otherwise, you know what, Adam Gase? You got 17,000 other plays in your playbook. You don't have to call that one-yard sideward pass mm-hmm. to the one guy who can't run with it in that spot. Yeah. We, we saw it earlier in the game. He got stuff. You step. Okay, so now let's jump. Third and 10. Third and 10, you're right. Inside your 10. Again, 
I get that a mistake, a strip sack, a bad pass, a pick six, all those things can happen. But I also understand what would you say percentage-wise is more likely? You complete a 10-yard pass or Tannehill gets strip sacked or throws a pick? I would say out of all the things that are going to likely happen, they either throw an incompletion or come up short on a pass, correct? But I would say out of those three things I just mentioned, more likely to happen is that they get a first down. That they get a an NFL team can get against. By the way, you're not you're not facing the '85 Bears here mm-hmm. against a Colts defense that's not that good. You can get a 10 yard completion. So to give it to Kenyon Drake and basically say to your team and say to your fan base, I don't. I'm not going to go out and win this game because I I I, I don't want to take the chance. Is insulting. It's it's inexcusable and for lack of a for. For not wanting to sound like a dramatic fan who's just lost it, it's almost fireable to think that that's your head coach. Your head coach, the confidence he has in his team, knowing the situation that you probably will not see the ball again, you run the ball and say, Andrew Luck, go get the ball around midfield and and let's see if we could stop you. And they didn't, and they won the game, and the Dolphins never saw the the football again. It's all, you're dead on. I'm going to simplify it here. You had the ball for six snaps on offense, not counting the two punts on those final two drives. Your running game was working beautifully. You had decent field position to start off that next-to-last drive. You didn't run the ball once on the first two snaps. Instead, you go to play action. On the last four snaps, you did not give your starting quarterback, which you've built your entire team around, your entire season supposedly went down the tubes when he went out. He finally comes back. You did not give Ryan Tannehill one shot to throw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage in the final four snaps of a game in which you were up seven on the first snap and tied on the last three. You only had one little flare out to the side to Devontae Parker. So you went two snaps without doing what had been working all which, game Which, by long. the way, there was pass interference on that. was often, So even if that yeah. pass goes for eight yards, right. it's coming back inside the 10. Right. So I, 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 it's, it's, it's mind-blowing that the exact opposite thing that should have been done. And then, look, this is not second-guessing, and, and you know we're not going to share our text no, thread with is, the this world. Is but this everybody. No, we're going back. Bruce Arians, how often do you hear a recently retired coach in the booth criticize another coach and Bruce Arians was saying, I really don't get this. By the way, I don't get this. this goes to to your point. Not only did we say it, not only did did Bruce Arians say it, but I can guarantee you that every Dolphin fans watching was saying it and thinking it. And this is Adam Gase's biggest issue. He thinks he's smarter than all of us. Yep. And here's the thing. When it comes to football, Adam Gase is smarter than all of us. He knows the game. He's a head coach. He understands every little thing of the detail. But he also understands the simplicities of football. You don't have to make things difficult. And that's where you don't need to be a head coach to see. We can see it. We've seen enough games. We've talked to enough people. Fans have watched enough games to know. Sometimes the answer, the right answer, is the easiest answer. But for Adam Gase, he has to show, I'm the head coach. I, I know what I'm doing. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watch what I could do here and reinvent the wheel because mm-hmm. this is the – instead of just doing the sound football play that a Pop Warner coach would, would call. Okay, so that third down handoff to Drake. You said that they wanted to avoid the disastrous play. I would make the argument that a punt in that situation is the disastrous play. You're giving Andrew Luck the ball around midfield, needing a field goal. One of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL. He's won four straight games. He has timeouts. So at that point, 
it's a lack of game awareness by right. Adam Gase. It's thinking of he's done it a lot. Though, by the way, he did in the first half. He had a third and ten run. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins were at their own f- at the Colts forty-two. He ran a third and ten run where where Drake actually had some room, but then he fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but again, these are plays that he, he does it game in. But to do it in this type of game with a game where you the game is there to win. This is a playoff game. He here here's my problem with with, with him and Ryan Tannehill. He never has the right evaluation of Ryan Tannehill. He either thinks too much of Ryan Tannehill or he thinks too little of Ryan Tannehill. I think he thinks too but much ne- of himself. But he I never mean, does it problem. at the right time. So when, so hold when, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You use the use the the uh, the phrase that you used in the newsroom a few minutes ago about Joe. You put it perfectly. You said he either thinks he's Joe Montana yeah, or, or Joe Piscopo. Yeah, that's he's it. He either thinks he's Joe Montana or he's Joe Piscopo. He either thinks that exactly. He either thinks that uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to go down and make the world's greatest throw in a situation where they're running perfectly, or he thinks that he must avoid the turnover and Ryan Tannehill is completely incapable of executing on a simple well, third down. And, and he, it's just there's no his. It's just like his feel for this game was just like Maybe you know what it was this game every it, you know what it's Adam like Gase in a nutshell it, it's like it's like that game whack-a-mole where the thing pops up and he just can't hit it he's just like a, he's just a beat off every time he makes a decision oh now i'm gonna now i'm gonna now i'm gonna run now i'm gonna pass and he's just he just misses it by just by one play he's just not synchronized to the right play call that he needs to do within the framework of the game because he thinks he's a step ahead but in essence He's a step behind, and I think, guys, I I think we could say this. He single-handedly cost the Dolphins this game. And this is the most important season, game of the season. He single-handedly yep. cost the Dolphins an opportunity to really, truly remain in the playoff race. Look, the AFC is so jam-packed for that sixth spot and that middle ground there with about eight or nine teams that the Dolphins will likely be in this race, so to speak, for another few weeks all the way down the stretch, just given that... A, a team that probably goes nine and seven will make the playoffs. So there, there is going to be even if the Dolphins are six and six, six and seven, seven and seven, that type of thing. They'll be at least in the so-called hunt. But this was the opportunity right there for them to not just be in the hunt, be in the spot, be that six and five team, be that team right there, mm-hmm. right with the, the head-to-head game. By the way, which may come in to be a factor against the Colts. Well, the Colts because now they lost their Colts and, and lost the Bengals know, again, and the Bengals. I lost it on Sunday, so they were in position to be right there. And this has been Adam Gase's problem the whole time. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He thinks he knows every single thing. And the thing with me and Ryan Tannehill and what Gase decided not to do, we know Ryan Tannehill's not Andrew Luck. I get it. But can you imagine if at their own 43, whatever it was, on a third down and nine, with 2.40 left in the game, 2.30 left in the game, Frank Reich calls for a running play and the Colts get four yards and have to punt and give the Dolphins the ball back with you know two minutes left and a couple timeouts or a timeout with a chance to win the game? No. You know why you can't imagine it? Because he's not stupid enough to do it. He gave Andrew Luck a shot. Andrew Luck took advantage, made a huge play. The Colts got the first down. They end up milking the clock and winning the game. Ryan Tannehill... Do I feel confident that Ryan Tannehill would have led the Dolphins to a comeback win, gone 85 yards and driven for the game-winning field goal? No. But you know what? I would have loved to have seen him get the shot, get an opportunity, and Adam Gase never gave it to him. And that, again, is not just inexcusable, it's fireable. Adam Gase isn't getting fired this week. I don't even think Adam Gase is getting fired at the end of the season. 
But those kind of decisions are what get coaches fired eventually when your body of work is only a memory of moments like that. Right. And we've got a lot of them when it comes to Adam Gase, and this is the one that stands out the most because this truly derails the Dolphins' season and any hopes they have of making a legitimate playoff push. Well, and Will, I don't know. I went into the season thinking what you just said, that it wasn't likely. I thought Adam Gase would make it through the season, barring some sort of of disaster. I think, unfortunately, that what happened on Sunday is it's kind of just so reminiscent of what we've seen so much and, and that you look back over the course of his, his tenure here and I understand on one hand, Stephen Ross doesn't want to be the guy that fired a coach two years after he made the playoffs in his first year as a head coach, uh, one year after a season which was a disaster, yes, but you also had to move because of the hurricane and so mm-hmm. much other stuff. But I think, unfortunately, if you're looking for a, a straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, okay. the calls in that situation are something that when Stephen Ross is evaluating this thing at the end of the year, he may look back and say, okay, we had one shot. Let me, let me say one more thing about this whole thing. I feel like every single year that I can remember has been the year where we will finally decide if Ryan Tannehill is a franchise quarterback. Well, I feel like Adam Gase answered that question on Sunday by not giving him a chance to win. We saw a the franchise quarterback on Sunday. We saw him get a chance and we saw him win a game. So if you don't believe in him enough to let him throw the ball on four consecutive after you went play action, and the only reason, by the way, that you were throwing the ball on first and second down was because you felt like you could catch Indianapolis off guard. And then when they knew that he was going to throw the football, you didn't trust him enough to give him the ball to throw it. Doesn't that tell you all you need to know about Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback in Adam Gase's mind? Yes, I think the answer is that. And, and by the way, look, I didn't expect Ryan Tannehill to be Andrew Luck today because number one is I don't think Ryan Tannehill is even close to 100%. I think it's great that Ryan Tannehill worked hard to get back to where he could at least throw the football forward and 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 play because with that, his right hand, that is better than Brock Osweiler. So I, I think it's I I actually give a lot of credit for Ryan Tannehill for the way he came back and played a very solid football game. Didn't make any dumb mistakes. Look, the throw up to Carew easily could have been a pick, and we'd look back and say, what was he thinking? Just throwing a jump ball up there in the middle of the field. Hey, guess what? It turned into a touchdown. Sometimes you got to take those chances, and they come out well for your team. It did in that case. But while I am not a Tannehill backer in the sense that, yeah, I think he's going to be a superstar. I think it's pretty clear we've seen what he is. I do think he's a good enough quarterback to get you 10 yards on a third and 10. Right. I, 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 is that not fair? I mean, and, I, and I, what, what Adam Gase did now – is derail a season, to your point, Clay, basically say, I don't trust my quarterback, and I don't know what, you know, all this anger in the locker room you hear coming from, that's got to be frustration over a team that wasn't really given a chance to win by their head coach. And remember, this is a guy who came in with an offensive reputation. I think that makes this worse. If he were a defensive guru, he could go to Stephen Ross after the season and say, okay, I'm sort of figuring out this offense thing. My defense is stout. You know, some sort of argument. Which, by the way, way, I haven't mentioned the defense was awful down the stretch. Oh, yeah. They were terrible. we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, right. But, But the point is that this is supposed to be the one thing that he knows, which is play calling, quarterbacks, quarterback development, this is supposed to be the thing. What's funny is that, and, and this is kind of an ironic twist, I've always thought that Adam Gase's downfall would be that he trusts Ryan Tannehill too much. And isn't it ironic that the decision that might actually doom him is not trusting Ryan Tannehill enough? I, that's, I ha- that's kind of crazy. I have something that can make you guys feel better. Jimmy Butler just had a three-pointer to 
to beat Brooklyn at the buzzer. 0.46. Jimmy Butler scored 34 points for Philly. Clay, you need to get over it, man. (laughs) Like, you're Jimmy Butler thing? (laughs) Like, like, live in the now, man. (laughs) I'll tell you, live in the now. How about this for live in the now? Seven teams in the NFL, only seven teams have scored less points than the Dolphins. To your point of all, and those teams, by the way, are you're talking about the Buffaloes and Arizonas and Oaklands and Jets of the world, the teams that are going to have a top five pick in the draft, not a team that quite honestly had a chance to really make a playoff push or try to. By the way, before we make our final push today, let's mention our sponsor again. Vera Motors, when you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there is no business in the state of Florida the better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. All right, so the Dolphins now, uh, as they move forward, look, you mentioned the tiebreaker with the Colts. Uh, not having that now, obviously, is, is a killer. Uh, the other Baltimore's playing very well. Lamar Jackson has worked his way in as a young quarterback. They're winning some games. Man, the Dolphins... Might have wanted to look at him. Yeah. You look at the next three games for the Dolphins. I mean, home against Buffalo next week is a game you feel that you could win, even though this team, you know, normally is split with Buffalo, but it's usually probably in Buffalo later in the year if they'd lose. Uh, the Bills have been had their moments where they've played okay. They have a decent defense. They can certainly give Miami trouble. But then after that, you have New England, which I know the Dolphins are, are, are now and then beat them, but you still have Tom Brady to deal with. And then you go to Minnesota, a team right in the hunt in the NFC as far as battling for a playoff spot. Very tough at home. And when you look at that schedule and you look ahead to what they have, you say to yourself, this was a blown opportunity. So, Dookie, I want to end the pod by just asking you this. Uh, what Did we see the Dolphins' season end Sunday, or is there any kind of hope that somehow they can turn this around? I mean, I hate to hold on to the crazier things have happened, but yeah, I I think just because of the way that they're bunched up now, mm-hmm. I mean, just remember how the season started. They were three and zero. They were going into New England with a you know with with the Patriots down, and it's just been sort of okay. They're two and six in the last yeah. eight games. It's so been it's been it's been a regression to the mean. Yeah, essentially half, what, what half, we thought they would be after those first three games where you know Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant were such playmakers. They have become the team we thought they might be. We have people who thought they might be a four and twelve, you know, type team. That's what they've been the last eight weeks. And unfortunately, bad teams find a way to lose games. And in this case, Adam Gase found a way to not give his chance a team his, his team a chance to win a game. Dolphins next up against Buffalo. Sorry for the depressing pod. We were hoping it would <laughs> Happy be Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving with your family. Be thankful that the NFL season will be over soon enough. <laughs>